0: to get you, Barbara.
1: Sean, you know some of this, Caleb, I don't know, you, you don't know too much of this uh, right now, but with everything that's been going on, I've been doing a lot of uh, remote jobs yeah. and um, I've, I've got a pretty, pretty good thing right now with, uh, with a new company that uh, I can't really say too much about, but uh, essentially they're doing a lot of big things right now. Yeah. Um, and luckily I'm, I'm in on the ground floor. So I'm pretty excited about that.
2: Nice. You're part of the company.
1: Well I'm not part of the company, but I'm the third employee and uh i've i I know some of the things that are coming up, and this is going to need probably 10, 15, 20 employees so I'm hoping that hoping that that's a
0: good thing for me you can stick around and not last a bit that's all yeah. awesome. is it so. just doing d i t stuff or what all are you doing for them or can't hundred
1: percent yeah I can't i can't i can't hundred percent say but it's it's um It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's 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 facilitating the film industry in the COVID world.
0: Oh, that's good. Zoom one, yeah, pretty
1: much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, because of that, uh, I do have some downtime during the day, so I bought a game called Cyberpunk twenty
2: seventy seven. Oh yes, (laughs) and.
1: Oh my fucking God. I played cumulatively about 15, 14, 15 hours of the game and I got to the title screen. (laughs) It is that fucking deep. And, you know, they they promote a little bit with um, Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm. He is a huge part of it a yep. huge part of it and it is he's, just he's so playing
2: weird. one of the most iconic characters from the game you know the game stretches back to like the late 80s was designed by a black dude it uh, I love this game I love the developer I love the history behind it and uh, the people who made Witcher 3 took it up and decided to go with it and it's been in production
1: for what eight years yeah something like that it's been a ridiculously long time and yeah it, it, I love this dude it shows like it's it's very very deep like the the way things the 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 skill trees and everything like so it it kind of feels like what would happen if the witcher and grand theft auto and fallout all got married and had a three-way baby
2: it's an open world where it's cybernetics where you run around being mercenaries in a carefree hyper capitalist world yep yep. it's
1: very very story driven and i fucking love it but I did not know, like, I knew that the stories for Cyberpunk was around. I didn't realize that Cyberpunk 2077 was around that long, though. Like, I knew that they were putting it into production, but I didn't, like, explain, explain it's that it's been around for so long.
2: Well, they, so the board game goes, or the role-playing game, like Dungeons and Dragons goes back to Cyberpunk 2020, which is through the 80s. And then 70, uh, 77 moves the timeline along, and now they have another one called Red, which is even further along the timeline. And uh, the company, shit, they've been producing that video game for freaking ever. But it's, it's CD Projekt Red, and anybody who yeah. knows CD Projekt Red, uh, they did the Witcher games but they also did something that I didn't learn about until recently was they were very tired of the delivery system in which games are presented because Steam's cool and all, but Steam takes a certain portion of your profits. Yes. Uh, So they created uh, GOG, which stands for, gosh, I don't know, Grand Old Gamers or something, GOG. What does GOG stand for? Anyways, they developed GOG, which stands for Good Old Games, as a way that uh, game developers can get their stuff out with like little to no cost to them. And they're really cool because they brought back a lot of old games, like a lot of uh, MS-DOS and old games from the 80s and 90s. They brought it onto GOG, stuff that Steam doesn't even carry.
1: So is GOG like a Steam platform? Like you yeah. just go on there, you download, and then you use GOG. You go on there, play- you
2: pay for the game, and they're like relatively, especially old games, or, you know, a couple bucks, relatively cheap. You download them to your computer and you play them. So you can get a lot of cool deals if you get Cyberpunk through them on the computer.
1: I wish I had known about that because I bought I bought mine through Steam because Steam is just the generic thing that I buy most things for my PC through. Um, plus Steam's very easy to mod and I love it when these games come out with mods like Skyrim mods are phenomenal so um, I'm just waiting for them to start doing it with this one.
2: And and for the, those people at home with all the bugs and problems and issues that the game's had, when Witcher 3 released it had a host of its own problems and over the years they fixed it enough and added enough DLC to it that it's now considered you know 10 out of 10 game of the year stuff people love Witcher 3 very big project, uh, so I expect the same with Cyberpunk. They they took on a very big project. I mean, uh, there's a huge a red game. project, <laughs> the CD project, <laughs> red. Uh, so they took on this huge project. I, I understand, you know, they, they kept saying, like, oh, we'll get it out, and they pushed back the date, and they pushed back the date, and people got angry. So they put it out because people were getting so angry, they kept pushing back. But they're one of those companies that's much like Nintendo, they take their time because they produce quality
1: things. Well, but here, here's the thing about it, and I, I kind of understand what people are saying. Well, first, let me preface that with uh, everything that Project uh, CG Project Red has done, I have loved. It's always been great. Yes, there have been a little bit of flub at the beginning, but it's always been great down the road. Um, but I feel like a lot of the gaming industry right now is very upset with games, specifically um, like Fallout, Uh, 76 when that came out it was very buggy and everybody's like oh you know it'll get better and then they released an update and it didn't get any better and they released an update and it didn't get any better released an update didn't get any better they released a paid for download and it didn't get any better and it's still an absolute shit game so I, I think that a lot of people probably see that but to be fair I mean I told you how long I've been playing this game and I fucking love it I can't. Uh,
2: So I, my wife and I came to an agreement and I gave her a list of computer parts and we will just simply buy a part every other month. And I might have a computer by the end of next
1: year. And be able to play some, uh, and and be
2: able to actually play this game.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. You play any games? Go
2: back to just playing Overwatch
1: again. (laughs) No, you don't play any games. Like, I, I, I thought we were just bogarting this because you didn't play these two games, but you don't play, you don't play any video games?
0: I don't know. I don't. Uh, but I, don't those, uh, I love hearing you guys talk about it and the joy they bring you. <laughs> and, uh, it's beautiful what's going on right here.
2: We, oh, open world, something else. You know, back in the day, it was side scroller levels. You just like you push forward, you hit yeah. A a couple times. That's different. Like open world is like living a second life. It's so wild and weird. And I can like me and when I was a little kid looking at video games versus what I see that they're capable of now. It's it's virtual reality especially has yeah. taken it to a place where you are creating whole other lives. It yeah. is mind blowing to me.
0: I'm struggling enough with this life. I don't know if I need to. (laughs) Creating another one to challenge myself with. But see, see,
1: in this life, you can't play a uh, cybernetically enhanced uh, street punk who has figured out a way to steal an engram that contains the life force of other people and get shot in the head and rebooted by the engram that accidentally is in your body.
0: I don't know what your side hustle is, but mine's pretty <laughs> dark. That <was>
2: <laughs> and, and for those who are confused as a different. cyberpunk, uh, if you just re- like watch Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs>
0: exactly. Which, again, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, but,
2: Johnny uh, Mnemonic, was that based on cyberpunk? Uh, that was a William Gibson book, and he is the one of the kings of cyberpunk. I mean, Neuromancer is the cyberpunk by, like, Bible.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is.
2: Neuromancer is one of the the original that and um, oh god the I am not going to remember off the tip of my tongue so I will pass the baton while
1: I figure out what the hell I'm talking about
0: yeah but just like the whole genre of like cyberpunk not necessarily the game itself but
1: well I definitely like the the genre I I bought this game called Netrunner which Mm -hmm. uh, I really really wanted to play but I can't get anybody to play with me because apparently it is one of the most complicated fucking games that uh, you can possibly have. And it's all cards. Yeah. Um, are, are there, are you familiar with Netrunner?
2: So- I know Netrunner. You're, yeah. you're basically hackers hacking in a system,
1: right? Exactly. And it, it's kind of like Magic the Gathering where you get your resources, oh. you put your things out, um, but you build a server, but you also build your hacking attacks. And the point is to <gasps> hack your opponent's uh, server and get more resources than them or destroy their system by the end of the game or something like that. I the the original that.
2: Netrunner was done by Richard Garfield, who's the guy behind yes, Magic it was. the
1: Gathering. Yep. It was put out. Uh, the interesting story behind Netrunner is that was actually his first game. Huh. And he was told it was too complicated and they needed to come up with something simpler. So he came up with so Magic the you, Do you have
2: the original or do you have the Fantasy Flight uh, reboot oh, in
0: 2012?
1: Talk amongst yourselves.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, so how's it going?
2: Ah, so you you don't play video games, and that's yeah. fine. I mean, I
0: feel bad, like I because I feel like I'm absolutely thrilled to be here, but I want to be the silent wheel. But I'm oh, also happy to be the silent wheel. Be it's just like oh,
2: he, he brought it.
0: He brought it while we yeah. were
2: talking. Uh, Tim got the Netrunner game. So yeah, yeah that's the Fantasy Flight's uh, relaunch that they did in
1: 2012. Uh, yeah I think I think so I think so
2: one of the many expansions I, I love fantasy I, flights they're one of my favorite of all the uh, tabletop developers
1: yeah yeah well uh, yeah fantasy flight and common those are those are my two big ones
2: uh, so the thing I was thinking about earlier was snow crash uh, which was a book by Neil Stevenson and Neil Stevenson's snow crash and William Gibson's neuromancer and there's a third one I can't remember the book or the author are are Idealized as like the beginning of the the whole craze of modern cyberpunk stuff.
1: I know, like, for me, my introduction to cyberpunk type stuff was through steampunk because the steampunk designs are just phenomenal. I so, um, I, I have a, I have a, a so everybody has like a, an animal or something that like is their favorite animal, kind of like your, your favorite spirit number. animal. Yeah, my spirit animal is an octopus. And, I got introduced. I know, right? <laughs> nice. The the great old one is here, <laughs> um, and I got introduced to steampunk because I saw this amazing uh, painting of a squid wearing an old school diver's helmet. And all these little steam things coming out of it while it was like putting together like little things. Like it, it just looked wicked. I was like, what the fuck is that? I need to have that. <laughs> so um, I did some research and I just got more and more and more fascinated by the whole steampunk era. And it wasn't until maybe about like four or five years ago that I actually found out about cyberpunk, which to me is even better because I'm, I'm very much, like when I see movies like Blade Runner, um, like, that's the type of future that I fantasize about when I'm writing and when I'm trying to, like, build worlds. And so,
2: so what's funny is that Blade Runner is written by Philip K. Dick, who mm-hmm. is also responsible for, like, everything else in sci-fi. We don't go into another... Uh, Philip K. Dick centric episode <laughs> but uh, he he wrote those in like the 60s and the 70s so we were picturing Blade Runner in the 60s and 70s
1: oh yeah yeah
2: and William Gibson uh, really did a lot of work in the 80s so Neuromancer came out and then that led to like Johnny Mnemonic and a bunch of other stuff. Let me see if I can find what other movies are based on this stuff.
1: You can also tell like with those movies too, when they came out and what they were predicting because mm-hmm. based on where they saw the technology go, there's there's like a generational jump between the building of androids and the fall of society because humanity has put too much um, faith in the cybernetics compared to when you get a little bit further ahead, it's the uh, virtual reality and the internet and everything like that, that ends up taking over what the cyborgs and everything had uh, originally. Yeah. Yeah. So take that.
0: And now we're living in the future and it's like, none of this actually came true. But then we talk about video games where you built second lives and yeah. actually a lot of it came true, but it just feels natural because,
1: well, wasn't back to the future when he goes to the future, wasn't that in like 2017 or something like that?
0: Yeah, I the future that the, they predicted, yeah. yeah. All the futures are now the past for us living in the future, waiting. I know. For How weird is that? Forward,
1: yeah. How weird is that? Like, science when remember... fiction ev-
2: eventually just becomes science,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Or well, fiction. <laughs> well, science fiction actually predicts all the science that we do, uh, well, not necessarily predicts I have a theory about that yeah yeah because the idea has to start somewhere so the whole thing like somebody was talking about how tricorders they actually have a thing that you can take now and you can actually read vitals by just yeah. like swiping it over somebody and that I, I, I guarantee you whoever came up with that saw Star Trek I mean who hasn't so the idea gets planted and it
0: happens
2: there's that... a Isaac Asimov or no Arthur C. Clarke said that any form of uh, science fiction eventually becomes mystified to the point of magic and that magic is just science we don't understand.
0: Yeah exactly yeah
1: Yeah. which goes back to the whole theory that uh, aliens and gods or gods are just future people like us going back to the past or aliens coming and the magic. That and then they we get the
2: simulation theory and then Alex Jones come on the podcast or <laughs> the megaphone.
1: John, John, you gotta you gotta listen to me. They're 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 pumping chemicals into the pizza. You, it's lizard people. You you
2: gotta listen to me, Tim. It's lizard people. <laughs> I don't even know how I got into the podcast, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so cool to have Alex Jones on. Oh my gosh. I'd give
2: anything to talk for that guy for you. Know, and, and to go on to Alex Jones tangent, he, I, I watched him back in like 2002 from 2002 to 2006. It's like, you know, the military and the police are training together. That's not right. Uh, the privatized land is being taken away from people. It's like basic, like logical, functional stuff. And then he got super big and in 2006, there was this mysterious uh, investor or donator. He moves his company like across the nation. he gets a big house bought for him, but it's not specified who bought the house for him. And so the production values go out the roof. All this money starts coming in. And then he switches tracks to shape-changing lizard people or putting chemicals in the water to make the frogs gay.
0: Here's my product, buy it. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, so we, we don't know what money or who was involved or who, like, impacted him, but he, he changed radically around that period of time. And then 2006 to now is he just... Like recently he got divorced and he got kicked off of everything possible. Now he's just like a wandering vagrant who just shows up on other people's doorsteps.
1: Well, actually, uh, he was on the Rogan podcast not too long ago. And he was talking about how since he's been kicked off, his viewership has gone through the roof. Like he has more people listening to him now just on (laughs) Infowars.net than he did on the YouTube, on Twitter, all that other shit that he had. The Barbara Streisand effect. Yep.
0: Yep, so yep, yep. Up like when I feel like because he did the like he broke into or whatever the Bohemian Grove, right? And yeah, like, yep, yeah. And I feel like after that they were like, You're not allowed to come in here.
2: He got initiated.
0: I've got you some money. <laughs> Go do what we want you to say. <laughs> well, he just definitely does not. Just only solely to cover up Bohemian Grove. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, Well, we're oh, just. You know, you know they
2: burnt that all down. Like, they burnt large portions of that area. It was a, it was a terrible forest fire. This was back in, uh, like, 2015, 2014. No. Like, oh, a large amount of stuff was destroyed and can't be retrieved. I guess there's no evidence there anymore.
0: Yeah, look
1: over here. Is that when they moved to the pizza place where they were?
2: You, you know, a- I, don't, I don't want to get us kicked off, but <laughs> I could go really into depth with the whole pizza thing.
1: Yeah, that's not what we're
2: here for today.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. That actually got him in a lot of trouble. So uh, let's not, I guess let's not go there. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Happy Little Scream podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find more on all major podcast providers. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There are links on our website, happylittlescreams.com. Please like and subscribe. And if you're feeling even more generous, you can support the are podcast
0: with your hand.
1: Your donations help keep us going. This is the end now. Time, good night and happy screams.
0: Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye.